Okay, hun. Well, you've had a very stressful E3. Mm. Very impressed with all the work you've done. Very sleepy. Okay, hun. I'm going to tuck you in. Mm. Story. You want a story? Mm-hmm. Okay. Once upon a time, there was an amazing games journalist called Laura. <gasps> And she worked very, very hard telling all the good stories about all the cool video games. And she wrote about the Pokemon, and she wrote about the Fortnite, (laughs) and she wrote about all the other games, the Death Stranding probably, I don't know, I haven't read that article today, and and, and about all the things, And, and she was awesome and beloved by all the people. And then she got a big sword and slayed the bad dragon. Not the bad dragon, because that would be different. And, 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 and when she got older, she wandered the wastelands and traded caps. And, and people would see her fighting ghouls. I've not played a Fallout game. And, and they would uh, uh, all say... That there goes the most queer and pleasant stranger. <sighs> oh, she's so sleepy. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Iris Magnet. And you well, are very sleepy. I am very sleepy. Welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's probably going to be a short episode this week because I just finished E3 and I'm very tired. It's E3, E3 fallen. So for a bit of background, this is the first year that I've like been with a salaried outlet for E3. I am with Kotaku UK. And the the intention was, hey, let's write up all of the news as it's happening in these these big video game press conferences. All the news as it happens. The problem is, there's only me and one other writer on the site, and then one person to edit, and the news happens very fast and at very odd hours of the night. Lots of like, oh, it's two in the morning, let's write about angry news. Lots and of... then Nintendo decided that they wanted to chuck out a load of Pokemon information oh, last minute. Oh, goodness. So I'm free, I'm free, I'll be done at six, we'll eat, and then we'll record the thing. Oh, I, I guess we're still yeah. going to go so for this. N- Nintendo's press conference was the last one of E3, and like it was like, it started off with a bunch of announcements, great, whatever, and then it gets to Smash Brothers time, and they're just like, we're going to spend 15 minutes just rattling off bits of information faster than you have time to type them. Just go bam, 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 bam with announcements. Facts! My brain wanted to melt. Oh. And I had to write about Pokemon. I'm sleepy. Oh, my poor bunny boo. I'm very sleepy this week. My poor bunny boo. Then we will speed things up. Tell us what you played. What have I played? Uh, we played a thing together this week. We did. We played some of Life is Strange Beyond uh, Before the Storm, Chapter Be- 2. Beyond Two Storms. Beyond Two Storms, Before the Storm, Chapter 2. How yeah. did you find Chapter 2 of that? It was really lovely, but I know that we have listeners that haven't heard it yet, so spoilers! Um, I will probably uh, do a little bit when this goes out, and I'll, I'll skip it in, and I'll put a bit about how far to skip forward, um, so you don't get any spoilery bits. Hello, Future Jane, by the way. Skip forward 42.725 seconds. So yeah... It, there was a lot less actively happening, I feel like, this episode. It was very pleasant just, let's watch a budding lesbian romance grow. Mm-hmm. And it was very good at that. Yes. They did a very good job of building a lesbian romance that I cared about. Yes. And 
it played on many of the teenage angst things that I'm like, oh, I I know this all too well. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't a huge amount that actually happened. No, but it does feel like that a lot has been set up for the next chapter. Yeah, exactly. We set up a lot of threads that are going to go places. Yeah. So I was just excited to see more of the lesbians. I would have been very disappointed if I'd been trying to play this as each chapter was released, I think, with this chapter. Yeah, knowing that there's a complete story and that we can just keep going and like, yeah, I fancy a bit more plot and we'll get there. Definitely helps. That's my attitude generally to sort of episodal content like that. Like, um, The Walking Dead, I watched somebody's starting let's play like first episode that and i thought you know i definitely want to get that but i'm not not gonna yeah start until it's all out because i I want the complete story i definitely prefer being able to do these these episodic games you know all the episodes at once uh there is something to that yeah i like having the option even if i don't immediately play through the whole thing yeah exactly like i didn't buy um season two of the walking dead telltales the telltales the walking dead until the whole thing was out and then i think i played two chapters of it and haven't been back to it i will probably do the same with the 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 new season of the walking dead that's coming out final season (gasps) So yeah, uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm. More lesbians. Good Liffy Strang. We'll, we'll continue to play that. More of this. We need piece. to get through it soon, because like in like three weeks there's that prequel to season two, <gasps> the uh, Captain Spirit. That looks really awesome and yeah. very sweet. You're a little kid imagining being a superhero, and it looks really adorable. That's basically my life. Yeah, so I'm. we need to get through this so that we can play some Captain Spirit. Mm. Uh, what about you? What have you played? Well, I... I... We, we we did some some things together, other things together. We played uh, Guitar Hero Ooh, on yes. Wii. So we busted out my two guitars and my drum set. And we played um, the Wii versions of um, Guitar Hero Greatest Hits and Guitar Hero World Tour. And, and then, then we played Rock Band. Yeah, the first Rock Band. Yeah. My, my big crowning achievement of this was I've not played drums in several years. I used to play drums in a band and... I was like, oh, let's just see if I still got some drum in me. And within a, within a few attempts, uh, on hard mode, I managed to get above ninety five percent on a song on the drums. It's like, yeah, I've still got some rhythm. Oh, well, you definitely had rhythm because I was still bopping along to, even though uh, I could not really hear the music very well over the top of the actual drums being played next to me. Yeah. Despite having the si- extra silencey pads on there, <laughs> there's only so much you can block out when a real drummer gets going. <laughs> and we we did eventually get through. Um, we we played through through the fire and the flames together, and we got through that. We did. I I, I was I was uneasy on on bass guitar. I, I was on easy on lead, but easy lead. It, it was enough to be like, yeah, I feel like I've gotten back into the rhythm of this. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to playing more of that, and I've yeah. ordered Lego Rock Band, because <gasps> that's got heck? some really good songs. According to Wikipedia, Keza McDonald, your former boss, was not a big fan of this. Oh, oh well, well, yeah, what's Keza know? She, she, she knows quite a lot. She, I, I very much likes, like her work. But um, I, I, I like Lego and I like the aesthetic and I, I like the track listing as it was played. I know it's not for everyone's taste, but uh, I, I oh. looked and I was quite impressed. And then I was like, Ah, it's Kessa. Oh, we, <laughs> we, we had a, like. we had a lot of fun playing the music, plastic music instrument games mm. this weekend, and I'm yes. very up for this being a recurring thing. Mm. I've ordered another upbeat band guitar as well. Yeah. So we can actually play guitar rather than just drums to it, because at some point I've lost the receiver for my. 
oh, um, rock band it, guitar. It would be nice if we could do it together with you on guitar, me on drums. That'd be yes. really nice. Yeah, I can fuck up the, the guitar and you can play the drums amazingly. It'll be awesome. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll play them okay. You play awesome. <laughs> At least 95% awesome. <laughs> Um, so what what else you play? Uh, we played another thing together we at the did. weekend. Uh, we played Clank, The Mummy's Curse, which mm-hmm. is a new expansion for Clank. Yeah, uh, we did this on Twitch. So if you go we to youtube.com slash Laura K Buzz, we recorded it and you can watch us play it. We did. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a couple of... We've talked about Clank before. It's that deck building game that also has a board. You go into the dungeon, try not to get killed by the dragon, build oh. your deck up for points. What was different in the Mummy's Curse one? The big thing was curse points. And um, well, we have a, obviously have a new board. All of the expansions come yeah. with a new two-sided board. Um, this one comes with a load of uh, the the curse me- mechanic, which meant that there you get a load of cursed curse uh, curse tokens. And each, you each time a, you get cursed, you what lose two points. Uh, a curse token to have at the end of the game is worth two points off of your yeah. victory point total. And then what else was there? There was a mummy that moves around. Okay, yeah. Um, so there's a, a D4 that you get in there that tells you where to put the mummy. The mummy can appear in one of four places throughout the board, and the board is sectioned into four beyond the normal, just above ground and below ground. So you have one section that's above and three sections uh, below, and the mummy will move to any of those positions. If you are within one of those zones, you will receive a curse if the mummy moves into that section while you're there. Um, but once you're in a, an area with a mummy, you can fight the mummy uh, and get uh, half of your curses rounded up, uh, removed, so that there are ways of getting back. And it's also worth a load of victory points as well, which is... Yeah. Uh, uh, not victory points. Um, gold, I think. Yes. It, it rewards like something like seven or eight gold for fighting it once, mm. but you get a couple of uh, curses, or you can remove a bunch of your curses for fighting it. And then I think on top of that, there was another item in the shop that heals you when you buy it. Yeah, there is an Ankh um, in the shop, which you will you can uh, get a bit of healing, and I believe it does something else as well. But I, I think it's just victory points otherwise. Victory points and healing, I think. Yeah, victory points and healing. Um, and then you have a couple of um, minor um, secrets, which were um, scarabs. Which mm. meant that you got to roll the d4 to move the, the, the mummy, and you also got some victory points for those. Yeah. Uh, and then there is a new mum, uh, monkey idol, the Supreme Monkey, um, which is, is worth 10 as opposed to the usual 5 points. Um, so yeah, and you beat me, beat me by about 20 points. Spoilers. It, it was a pretty close game, though. It was a good game. I had lots of fun, and it was my first time doing any kind of streaming. Oh, heck. Well, yeah. I'm glad that it seemingly went really well. Like, there, there, we had a bunch of people in the chat that were enjoying oh. it. We uh, we sold at least a couple of people on the idea of picking up Clank. Yeah. And that expansion's a lot of fun. Like, everything Clank we've played has been a lot of fun. Definitely. And, and, and I think somebody asked previously if we were going to do some streaming. I've been thinking about getting into streaming for a while. Mm. Either just board games or... IRL stuff or or actual games because there, there's some stuff I would like to uh, advertise, play, um, share with share with our, our listening friends or viewing friends. So it would be nice to it's, be able to get more creative stuff. We'd out. we'd we'd like to like we we want to get a different camera to the one we used for that first stream, mm-hmm. but we'd like to do stuff like we both got some Gundam models arriving toward the end of the month that we could probably build on stream. Probably do some more board game streams when mm-hmm. all your Kickstarter ones pop up. Yep. I want to play Basing Stoke on stream. Heck, 
I heard terrible news about them today. Oh, what was the terrible news? Basing Stoke's a flop. Oh. Um, they're, uh, because basically they, they sold almost nothing within the first week because they got rinsed off the front page of Steam. Yeah. Um, didn't make the advertising. No one seems to know it is existing. They didn't have a huge budget for advertising. So, um, like, one of their programmers is, is having to go off and get a uh, quote-unquote real job DM. Yeah. Um, and, and they're not doing really well. So I really thought it was an awesome game and I, I would like to push that more um, and, and show people that. So that's well, something I'll if probably If you do a live stream there. of that, let me know when you're doing it and I'll make sure to retweet it. Come share or come play with me. Indeed. <laughs> or I'll come play with you. Please, please do. Uh, what about you? Have you played anything else? Uh, yeah, I, uh, well, I've taken some time during E3 to... to Post um, completely fake news from the point of view of Electronic Actisoft, our, <laughs> our, our regular evil overlord uh, company that come up in our skits, um, and, um, and 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 I've in in the meantime I've also had a go at Legendary Encounters Alien. Oh, this is the one you were working out while I was doing the E three live streams. Yeah, this is the one I spent maybe. Um, 10, 12 hours over the last couple of days it's... just staring at the, the book and online instructions and various other it's... bits trying to work out what the it's... fuck to do with all those cards. It's a complex game. It's not a simple tabletop game. It's not just the game. It's the way it, it is presented when it first arrives. Because you get three bundles of cards that are basically identical. <laughs> and then you get three bunches of cards that are slightly different. And it's it's you have to read sort of part way through um, the sort of setup instructions to understand how these cards are supposed to be separated out. <laughs> so it will say like, okay, so first you need to make sure that each player has uh, one of these cards and one of these cards, five of these cards and seven of those cards. So they wouldn't be too difficult to find. And then it's like, and now you need to set this up and this up and this up. What you really need right from the beginning is, okay, so you've just bought this game. Split everything up like this. There are dividers in the box so that you can divide things nicely. And then you will all be sorted and everything will be of the very nice. Yeah. But that's that's not what happens at all. So and it's just chaotic <laughs> and too many cards. And you have cards that look the same that don't belong together. And cards that don't look the same but do belong together. Um how, how do you feel about it now that you've finally wrapped your head around it? Um, I, um, yeah, uh, it's. I, I did a little bit of rule tweaking um, for single player because although you can play it with single player, there are things that are just make the game absolutely impossible. The single player seems like a thing that maybe you could do if you're an experienced player of this, but your first time should definitely not be single player. No, there there are things in the game that you just flat out cannot do in single player. Um, and, and it's not explaining the rules that you have an option. One Basically, one of the examples is um, that you will get an alien egg. Now, if you draw an event card from the hive deck... This is all going to sound like nonsense. If you draw a, a certain card from one of the decks when you have a, an alien egg out on the field, um, it turns into a facehugger. That facehugger sits in front of the uh, person that drew the event card. And then the next time it comes round to them, they have a facehugger. Uh, they have a chestbuster. They get shuffled into their deck, and the next time it's drawn out, they bust a chest and die. And obviously the intention there is, because there'll be other players, 
other players can destroy destroy the egg before it gets back round yeah. to your turn. But if it's only you, mm-hmm. you, as soon as your turn ends, the the egg hatches and you're screwed. Yep. And if you used, say, your three attack in order to do a scan, yeah. um, and that was the scan that revealed the egg, or revealed the um, uh, the event card, that whole thing just spirals into a one, two, three, dead. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what I ended up doing for single player, and then... The, it was literally the only change I made. I put one extra go in there. So you yeah. had one chance to try and deal with it, and if you didn't deal with it, you got the thing. Yeah. Um, but I, I would like to try playing it uh, sort of uh, two or, or more players uh, at some point. Yeah, I'm definitely up for giving it a go with you now that you've deciphered this game. Yeah, now that I understand the rules, I would... I would. I, it's really easy to explain it, because you wouldn't have to set up the board. I can set up the, I can set up the board in about ten you, minutes. You've worked right? out the complicated bit, so I can just waltz in and play the game with you. Yes. Yay! And that's the fun bit. So yeah, um, Legendary Encounters Alien. It's a very expensive deck-building card game uh, with lots and lots of, uh, of cards and a really cool uh, mouse mat-style uh, rubber mat yeah. with uh, all the nice bits on it. It's, it's very well put together yeah. from that respect, but the instructions are a little bit difficult. I might even put together a YouTube video with a, hey, you've just got this thing in a box. Let me explain that to you, because I couldn't find anything like that on YouTube. I I think you should totally do that. I did find a lot of, hey, so here we are, we've all set the game up. It's like, no, fucker, I need you to explain before that. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So I'm sure we will report back in the coming weeks once we've played it together. Yes, or we might play on the stream. One way or another, people will get to know about it. <laughs> Tell us about something else you've done. I've played one last thing this week. Oh, I've not played much of it. Ooh. I played some of Unravel 2. Uh, T-O-O rather than T-W-O. Unravel uh, as well. This is a sequel to a... They're called EA Originals, and it's basically EA pays to publish an indie game. Uh, the first one was like, hey, you're a cute little yarn creature trying to you know, go on a big journey. And it was... Charming and sweet and sad, and it was lovely. And would you say they're Indies? Yeah, they're Indies. Indies, I suppose. As opposed to Indies. Sorry. Yes, the the, the sequel was sort of surprise released during EA's press conference this week, and the main thing is like, hey, it's a bit faster paced, and there's co op in it now. I've not tried playing with co op because, ah, E3, no time. Uh, But I did play some of it in single player. Basically, if you're doing action-based platforming, like trying to run away from something very quickly in single player, basically your two co-op characters will combine into one. For Like, ah, we're doing a runaway sequence, and just to not have you try and control two people. Then you get to a slow puzzle section, it's like, ah, you're back to two people, switch control back and forth to solve the puzzle together. It's a relatively decent way of getting around Hmm. a game that's clearly designed for co-op, and being like, "But, but it's single player too if you want. It's clearly designed for multiplayer. The, the graphics look absolutely beautiful from what I saw. Um, yeah. It's an interesting art style. I didn't play the first one, but I did see the um, Outside Extra or Outside Xbox crew yeah. making the, the yarn person. Oh yeah, Yarny. Is it, is it, it is Yarny? Yes, Yarny, the little not yarn Laurel. person. No, not, not Laurel. <laughs> so, I'm not, I had a huge amount of time to put into that. I'd like to play some of it co-op this weekend, uh, maybe a little bit, if you fancy. Yeah, if we have time. If we have time. It's it's on the back burner. It's a busy week. At some point, I'd like to try some in co-op. Definitely. I'll I'll probably report back after I've tried it in co-op. Well in for that. Yeah. You played anything else? 
No. <laughs> he sounded like a modem for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so with that modem noise, <laughs> let's move on to the next bit. At the for presentation of Electronic Actisoft. So, we're here today to acknowledge some complaints that people have had about our business practices. Some people have been complaining that we make too many broken and bad games with too many loot boxes, and we just want to say, we hear you. Absolutely. We hear exactly what you're saying. And, and here is a small skit that we put together where we're going to acknowledge that. We put the worst games. Imagine if we put out just another janky game where you could see straight through somebody's head, just their horrifying eyes and teeth floating in a void, like some some kind of terrifying piece of surrealist art. Wouldn't that be ridiculous? Ha 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 ha! Yeah, this is our our all new game that's coming out. Ha ha ha! Yeah, it's a broken piece of shit, right? Ha ha! We're acknowledging the thing, therefore it's funny. That's how sad I works yep. and, and parody we acknowledge the the, the things and absolutely we, and we're, we're releasing it though uh, yeah yeah it's absolutely yeah. coming out it's got a uh, loot boxes all the way up the wazoo yeah but because we acknowledged it it's parody so absolutely. It's, it's funny absolutely. now that's how parody works you just say the awful thing and then it's funny and if anyone else finds it uh, uh not funny they either didn't get the joke or they're Way too sensitive. Fantastic. Let's continue making terrible games because we acknowledge it now. So now it's an in-joke. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, and now I'm just going to use one of those uh, memes. I'm going to get people in there. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna pretend to do the thing where I just go, and you buy a loot box, and you buy a loot ah, box, and you buy a loot box. It's funny because I recognize what that's from. Everyone's going to have to buy a loot box. It's a thing I remember. There it's funny. Exactly. So basically you have to buy loot boxes until you... You get a full set that you'll get almost enough code to launch the game. Then you just pay another $69.99 and we will be per, uh, making sure that you can buy the game. Or you can purchase our season pass, which gets you three free mystery boxes. Isn't that ridiculous? It's so ludicrous. It's parody. Absolutely. Except we are actually selling it. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we're going to put in uh, some of those characters that you love from games that you've previously played when you know how we like to buy up all of the different people who make games and then just gut the studios and and watch them die (laughs) yeah we got some of the more beloved ips that we've just been hanging on to and we're gonna say they're in the game but uh unless you buy those loot boxes you're not gonna see any of them so uh thank you very much for joining us everybody we are really proud to be one of the most evil corporations at the Evil Electronic Entertainment Expo. And uh, thanks so much for joining us. I think uh, next we've got uh, um, somebody Softworks? Somebody. Uh, Nerds. (laughs) Tough. Manly. Endurance. Rugged. Nature. Plants. These are the scents and the sounds and ideas we put into our new ultra-manly scent fragrance line, Rose Petal Blossoms. Rose Petal Blossoms. Do you have any idea how hard it is to grow roses? 
That's hard. Hard work, like building a body, like being the most masculine a man can be. You know how good flowers are at survival? They go out in nature, nothing but water and sunlight, and they survive, and they thrive. The toughest of tough mudders. They push their way through cracks in concrete, and just force themselves to survive wherever they have to. Exactly. Flowers, they're the most manly. Get our new range of floral-scented men's fragrances. Because who says flowers is for girls? Yeah. (laughs) So, what have you watched this week? I watched E3 with you, as you did all the E3s. All the E3. Do we want to do a quick summary of like the things that we personally got excited about at E3? Oh. If there was anything I that mean, you that'd had that'd be excited. really fucking quick. Well, there's a couple of things for me. Okay, you, you go ahead then. I'll, I'll rattle off quickly. So, um, the things that I actually remember being excited about, and I'm in a sleepy haze, there's probably big things Fair. I've completely forgotten about. Um, today, Nintendo showed off their new Smash Brothers, Smash Brothers Infinite, I think it was called, Smash Bros. Infinite. Or com- complete ult- ultimate something like that. I forget. It was some kind of word that encompasses the fact that all of the characters from all the Smash Brothers are going to be in the Smash Brothers. It looks pretty cool. I I want Smash Brothers that has all the Smash Brothers things. Cool. Um, other than that, there was a cool looking mech game in the Nintendo showcase. Um, the Last of Us Two looks cool. There was a good lesbian kiss. Lesbians! In the trailer, and I'm just like hoping upon hope that they're not doing the kill all your gays or the uh, Mm. the fridge tropes. Crossing my fingers. What's the fridge trope? Oh, it's where a female romantic interest uh, basically gets killed off to serve as romantic motivation. Is it called the fridge trope? uh, Because. There's a a long story where basically, like, there was some film that popularised the trope. Where the dead body of this woman gets shoved in a freezer oh, or a okay. fridge, and that's the fridge trope. It's it's a, when when the romantic interest gets fridged is basically you're killed from to motivate the main character. I'm crossing my fingers that that's not what happens here because I'm optimistic about gays. Mm. Gays. Optimistic about uh, gays. And Ubisoft. Laura <laughs> story. Uh, Ubisoft's conference they showed off uh, Beyond Good and Evil Two got a new trailer which I got. Very excited about because ah, Jade, the protagonist from the first game, appears in this trailer for the prequel, and she's younger, and she's got a katana, and she's like flanked by the villains of the series. It's like, oh, is this from her time before she was good when she was under the different name? Ah, is that what's going on? I got very excited because I love Beyond Good and Evil, um, and that's all that really jumps to mind as things that I was passionate about. Can't can't remember anything else. Anything seem interesting to you that you saw? I I got very excited at the beginning of the um, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Oh, is it twenty seventy? Yeah, yeah, twenty seventy seven. Um, yeah, because it had all that glitchy stuff, and I was like, <gasps> Pony Island two. It did um, look very Pony Island, and, and it wasn't Pony Island two. Um, it was it was a big CG trailer. We didn't see any actual game, but like, I like the aesthetic stuff they're doing there. Like, I want to. I won't want play a game in that world. That looks cool. I hope they treat, started treating the staff a bit better after. Yeah, let's hope. Um, I I also uh, quite liked. I'm I'm happy that Fortnite's coming to Switch because I've not oh, played yeah. that yet. 
Uh, as of the time we record this, it's not yet up on the UK eShop, but, like, any time now it's going to come up, so, like, it'll be nice to be able to play some Fortnite. Fortnite's yeah. a fun little game. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a few nice bits out of this E3, but honestly, sleep-deprived haze, I don't remember a fucking thing. Hmm. Uh, have you watched anything other than E3 this week? We watched <gasps> the rest of Agret's Girl. Yeah, that was a really sweet little show, that one. It really was. More of that, please. Yeah, it was. It was pretty short. It was what ten episodes of about ten minutes each. Uh, so it's, it felt a bit longer than that. I could be wrong. The, the last couple of episodes were fifteen minutes rather than ten, I think. Oh, okay. But um, most yeah, it, it's a couple of hours, like two or three yeah. hours. You could watch through the whole thing, and it's very enjoyable. Well, I mean, I think I I read somewhere that the original show was something like one hundred minute long episodes, so. which makes sense from the sort of pacing they go through. This you could split this up into a hundred. Like minute long scenes, probably, yeah. and yeah, it's just this really like sweet story of someone just trying to find their way in life a bit. It is, and and you know, and I like that their outlet happens to be death metal because I that I think we've all had those moments where in our head we we we're smiling and nodding at a condescending <laughs> boss going. <laughs> you know what my favorite thing about that show was, and this is like relatively early on in the show. I really like that she's worried that people won't understand her outlet for stuff, and then she mm. very quickly makes some like really nice friends who are just like, no, we get it. Mm. Sometimes you just go shout at the world. It's not our thing, but we love that it's your thing. I also like that the um, the slightly plastic work colleagues that from the from the sort of first couple of episodes that were sort of shown off as these. Um, everybody's a bit in awe of them and they, they're like all style and, and <laughs> probably no substance. Turn out to be like the much most... deeper characters and oh, really yeah. caring. They're, yeah, they're much better like complex characters than the people introduced at the beginning where it's like, oh, those will be her friend. No, no. They barely in, know in... her, they're work colleagues. They, ba- they barely know her, they're work colleagues. And also like there is like, there's some slightly bitchy backstabbiness about oh, yeah. some of them and then there's the awkward um boy who like I like you but I don't want to oh, say wait, anything but then when you start but then if you show any interest in anyone else I get very protective huh. and fall into a spiral but you entitled I, fuck I like that the people who you wouldn't expect to be the positive people end up being the most supportive people to mm. her it's a really lovely little show. It is. It is. And, and it, it was very relatable from the point of view of somebody who has worked in that sort of environment before. Luckily, no longer, <laughs> but yeah. The, the last thing I want to say is since watching that show, there's there's that, there's that one line from one song in it that just keeps going round in my head, and it's when they're at the theme park and there's the song line, you are the girl who bathed who does accounting, and it just goes through my head a bunch, and I don't know why. Oh, that, yeah, that song's... <laughs> It's that that strong song. It was quite funny because you were sitting there listening to that song, going, "Oh," and I was sitting there going, "Oh, he doesn't get her at all." No, <laughs> it was very clear from that song neither of them got each other. But like, it it was it was bittersweet. I do kind of want to know more about him and and yeah, and, with him and his plants. Oh, I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, it, I it, it's a it's a simple, silly little series. It's it's worth watching. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you watched anything else? Uh... <laughs> no. Hello. So good to see you again. I uh, hope you can help me today. 
I'll certainly try. Can I get you something uh, big and tasty? I've got a real hunger that I think you're the only person who can satisfy. Oh, I'm sure I can fill you up with a nice big something. Oh, make sure it's hot too. Something just big yeah, and hot and covered. Hot. That creamy, creamy stuff all over yeah, it. All yeah, the creamy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Just slide some meat in. Oh, slide that meat in. Make it as big as possible. So just keep yeah. sliding meat in. It's More just some meat. Extra meat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. meat anywhere oh, you can. Yeah. You can shove it. Oh yeah. Anything else I can get on there for you? Oh, yeah. make sure it's saucy. Yeah, you want the sauce, huh? Yeah, yeah. Or something hot, something oh, I want, spicy. I want get something you really going. Hot and spicy. See some sauciness. Do you want drinking cookies with that? Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Thank you. Thanks for coming to Subway. Hey, how, how are you doing today? I'm very disappointed. I must be honest. What's wrong? What's wrong? Well, you know, people just uh, just walk all over me. I feel, I feel like, you know, maybe someone's doormat or something. Always getting stepped on. People just take me for granted. People, pay, yeah, I get you. I get you. Pay, people paying no attention. It's just you, you, you exist just so that they can get where they want to go. That's it, isn't it? Exactly. They're, I spend all this time down in the filth, and what do they don't pay no attention to me? They don't care. They just go about their lives. They, they, they just go straight past us. We do all this for them, help them facilitate their day. They don't care, do they? I'm always there to support them, always there, you know, to, to lift people up wherever possible. Rock solid, dependable. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, know. life as a road's tough. Yeah, life as a road it does really suck. So, what did you listen to this week? I had a bit of a trip down memory lane and I listened to System of a Down's Toxicity, Toxicity album again. Toxicity? My tongue's too big for my mouth today. <laughs> that, that is like the album of theirs I know the best. It's, it's certainly one I know the best as well. <laughs> it, was, it was sort of on repeat for a considerable amount of the early 2000s. Yeah. When I was still living in sl- you, you came into the bathroom playing, uh, what was it, the prison song? Oh, um, yes. Basically, I don't know why I was doing the washing up and um, Soldier Side got stuck in my head. Because <laughs> I really... It's its not a particularly pleasant song, but I really like the... Um, I mean, obviously, the, the concept rather than... The song is very good. <laughs> um, but I just really love the harmonies in it. Yeah. And, and I think that's something I really like about System of a Down as a whole. Like, the fact that you can throw, like really loud aggressive guitars and then just sort of like now we're going to do some more melodic stuff and some really great yeah. harmonies uh, like uh, lyrically and yeah they did very... and they've got a very good point too oh god yeah they, they do a lot of very interesting stuff with mixing up like the energy of tracks like mm. bouncing back and forth on the energy but then also there's like tracks like the prison song where we were listening to that in the bathroom and just going like Still relevant. Yeah, this is still <laughs> depressingly relevant. Like, oh yeah, we are like having mandatory minimums in order to have unpaid labour and slavery still exists in America. And, oh, these are all still problems. Well, research does show those things. You're quite right, sir. Indeed, research shows that basically rehabilitate rather than just punishing and maybe you'll have less criminals. Yeah. Unless you want more criminals so to do unpaid like work The world you. needs more love in it rather than just... Yeah, chastisement and hate and aggressive and, and throwing cans of Red Bull at people. 
Considering like the energy of that band, it's so easy to forget like how politically on point they were for the time. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was because didn't they come together over their like mutual um, interest and activism about the art? Is it the Armenian genocide? I believe so. Because I believe the lead singer, I believe, is Armenian, I think. Um, but yeah, they, they definitely have some on-point political messaging in some of their tracks. Yeah. It's a good album. It is a good album. And I, I also quite like Hypnotize and Mesmerize as well. Oh. I can't really remember Steal This Album. And I don't <laughs> think I've ever listened to um, the uh, self-titled debut. I, if I have, I don't remember anything off the self-titled debut, but Hypnotize, Mesmerize, and um, Toxicity, that was about the era that, like, my older brother was, like, introducing me to, hey, there's music that's not what's played on Radio 1. <laughs> oh, that was good. Well, I think I first encountered System of a Down because I was living with this awesome metler who looked a lot like, like Dave Grohl. <laughs> He was basically crashing on our, our living room sofa for about six months and spent most of his time playing Age of Empires 2 on the PlayStation. <laughs> um, and he just got back from the, the System of a Down gig one night. And then I think something like a week later he went to see Tenacious D and was slowly getting me <laughs> all these amazing albums. I, I remember there was a holiday in Switzerland where I was sat in the back of this this like rental vehicle with my older brother, one, head, one earbud each, um, and he was playing his like mix CD that was like System of a Down and Linkin Park were the things I remember off that. I remember sitting in the back of that vehicle and memorizing. Uh, I don't even remember which Linkin Park song it is, but there's one that starts with some bit that goes, "The sun doesn't give the light to the moon, assuming the moon's gonna oh it one." Makes me think of how you act with me. You do favors, then rapidly you just turn around and start asking me for things that you want back from me. Whatever that one is. I remember those lyrics getting very stuck in my head to the point I can still... Oh, sounds like some uh, good lyrics. Find another place to rest. Uh, uh, away from my head. Something like that. That's what. That's the one. But yeah, that, that was a good holiday for learning. Like, angry music exists. Woo. Yeah. Nice. Hee. <laughs> Pretty much all I've listened to is right. Shall I rattle off a couple of songs I've listened Tell to? Tell us then? what you've listened to. Uh, so I listened to a track off of the Life is Strange Before the Storm soundtrack. Oh yeah, that was good. Uh, it's called No Care by a band called Daughter. Was... I have definitely listened to some Daughter tracks before. Was that the one from the first, the friend's beginning of the second episode? I believe so, yes. And you were it's... like, hang on, I need to Shazam this. Yes, yes, this is the one I Shazammed. Um, Shazam. It's kind of like fast, it's got like a fast but kind of mellow in tone, like pacing drum beat that's like go 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 sort of drum beat mm -hmm. this sort of like distant slightly electronic audio and then an impassioned but slightly distorted female vocal track on top mm -hmm. and it's just really good very much yeah. liked it. it 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 was it was a good track mm -hmm. uh i also listened to a track called a live nativity scene by six gallery which is like very light fast plucking guitar work starts very calm and quiet but it builds over about six minutes into this like much more traditional rock track. Um, it is a lengthy track, but it does a really good job of like building its intensity over six minutes, so that's a good one that I liked. I think that was it. That was the two songs I listened to this week. I did listen to one other <gasps> thing. I listened to the trailer for uh, Bubble. <gasps> Ooh. It's a new show on Max Fun. It's a... I'll, I'll read you the blurb. Welcome to Fairhaven, a literal bubble bubble of corporate utopia set amid wild goblin-infested brush. The first scripted comedy series from Max Fun. 
Bubble tells the sale, a tale that is both contemporary and otherworldly. As a small band of monsters, killers struggle to make ends meet and find love in a nightmarish version of the gig economy. I've been meaning to listen to this. This is their sort of like sci-fi, sci-fi um, sitcom thing. Uh, I believe it will be. It's about th- the the trailers. Yeah. Uh, the the sample that they've done is like three uh, three minutes and thirteen seconds. I know that it's got their McElroy boys in it. Uh, I yeah, that's where oh, I because I listened to this week's um Mabim Bam and they mentioned it on the end of there. Yeah, I I need to give that trailer a listen because there's a lot of good people working on that. So <laughs> that's that's on my to listen list. Oh, and you know, I listened to uh, another really awesome show. I listened to this week's Dice Funk today. Uh, high five! That that was that was an episode we recorded. Dad knees. Uh, <laughs> Frank in Dice Funk now has dad knees. He's got bad knees. Dad knees. I I can empathise with this character. <laughs> uh, is that everything we'd listen to then? Yeah, that's all I've jammed in my ears. Right. <laughs> Inside the offices of Electronic Actisoft. Ah, oh, so that press conference we did went down all right. So now we got to, we got to get down to talking about what we gotta do for uh, E4 next year. Sure, sure. Yeah, I think the more E4 content we can get in, uh, we've we've already booked our slot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna be doing more evil stuff next year. Sure, sure. So I I had a I had a thinking. I I've, I've been thinking about this uh, this yeah. this recently. I've been wondering. You know, you know, we got into early access. That's a whole thing. We sell a game before it's done. You know, yeah. we, you know, make money without having to make the whole game. Yeah, yeah, brilliant on that. So I yeah. was, I was thinking, how early do you reckon we can sell a game and still charge full price for it? So, like, here's here's what I'm wondering. Early access, you can sell it when it's playable. Sure. Can sure. we sell it when it's like not yet playable? When it's like just compiled code? So like pre 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 order. Yeah, yeah, like, unless you're a programmer willing to finish the code, it ain't gonna play. Right, right. Yeah, you got any thoughts on when we could sell games? Well, how much code do you think we could put in that? I don't know. Enough that, like, I was gonna suggest enough that someone with programming experience could conceivably finish it. I don't know, that seems like we're giving them an awful lot of value. And, and you know, at that point we've put quite a lot of effort, probably some, some person hours in there, uh, actually coding you know, the bit that they've got. But um, I was thinking maybe at the sort of concept art stage. So we've, we've had the idea, we've, we've, uh, we've batted a few things around, we've, we might even have a title at that point. But, uh, you know, just at the point where we have uh, so it's just some, some nice artwork that we've put together, you know, just, uh, just hashing things out. See, I, I was thinking something else. I was thinking maybe we just sell them a license to one of the, uh, the programming programs and we just tell them, this can be whatever you want it to be. You want the next Halo to have a battle royale? Yeah, you, all you gotta do is make it. We let them make their own game. Sure, sure. I do have one other suggestion. This what? is one that's been coming up from the boys in the labs. What's, um, what's it? What's it? We're going to sell off. Um, you, you have you seen the uh, Harry Potter movies? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the concept of the 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 thing they t- you touch the wand on the head and you get in like uh, the memories. And oh, shit the out little of there. like memory hair. Yeah, the memory hair. Silver memory hair. Yeah, the the bowl of yeah floaty. Um, uh, floaty shit in there, uh, milky residue. Um, I'm suggesting that we uh, start just farming our uh, our ideas, guys, our our you know our directors, our coders, and we'll just like 
sell just off some of those little hair things in a in a in a bottle. Just the the, the concept of a game. Well, just you know, someone basically scratching their ass and thinking about a game, and, and that that'll do us. That'll... See, I'm not sure that we can get away with quite that, but I think if we make a home screen icon and sell that with the hair thing, I think we're gold. Something they can have on their console. What if if we drop the home screen icon, keep the principle idea, but we have some kind of plastic tat that we can bundle in with a a Ah. digital pre, 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 pre deluxe edition, and then we could we could attach anything in there as long as it looks vaguely cool and uh, the uh, pre production photographs of it look much better than the the finished one that people will actually receive. I think we just sell them the plastic stamp that the cool model's eventually going to go on, and we just never sell them the model. You're a fucking genius. Fantastic. E4 2019, here we come. Aw, oh, yeah. Oi, you look a bit weird and I don't like you. You should go away. Ah. Oh, oh, I think, I think, that I don't like the way you walk. You're, uh, uh. Why are you being so mean to me? Oh, because we're st- a stereotype in a skit and we're trying to demonstrate harassment happening. Oh! What's that? What's that? Ah! Oh no, my, my insults have been beaten up away. Have no fear, citizen. We are the Furry Karma Squad. Whenever there is harassment, or street bigotry, or hatred, we, the Furry Karma Squad, a team of elite fighting furries, will come and save the day, and then offer cuddles to the victims of the bad thing. Would you like cuddle? We also do squidges. I would really like a cuddle after being harassed, thank you. Super Furry Karma Squad will be coming to the... Probably the gayest channel, uh, Cartoon Network. Yeah, Cartoon Network. Yeah, yeah. That's Created good. by someone who quite likes Rebecca Sugar. I really like this idea. I want this show now. Uh, Super Fairy Karma Squad. That <laughs> coming to Cartoon Network soon. Ow. So. So. Is it time for questions? Questions, questions, questy, questy, questions. Hopefully not too many, because I'm sleepy. I know, I'm I'm not going to ask all of them. Usually I ask all of the questions we get, <clears throat> or all the ones I remember to write down, because I'm a bit of a fool. <laughs> um, I can't read my own handwriting again, I'm really sorry. Um, uh, Gawal Suplipski, I hope I pronounced that correctly, um, wants to know, have we seen the finale of Sensate? I have not. <clears throat> I, I'm waiting till I have a good chance to watch it. Um, did you ever watch the series itself of Sensei? I've seen the first episode, and I was like, I must watch more of that, and then we moved house, and I haven't seen any since. I had a similar thing. <laughs> like, I watched some of the early episodes and just wasn't quite getting into it, and I ended up like... Here's the thing. I've, I've watched through most of Sense8 now, and I got really bummed out about the fact that like it was cancelled, and I'm glad that it got a finale... But part of me is like, if I watch this finale, it's going to feel like that show's over. And it was a great show, so I'm not ready for that show to be over yet, so I haven't watched the finale. But I've heard very good things about it. Oh. That show has some really good has some really good trans representation. Well, in which case, I'll see if I can move on to Lauren Carroll. Favourite piece of media for queer representation? Ooh, always a tough one. Um... Uh, Mine's easy, it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine Brooklyn Nine-Nine, yeah, Brooklyn Nine-Nine's a really good example It's It's got LGBT characters who are not defined by their LGBT status But it's also not brushed under the rug yeah, Considering that the, the best one I had before that was uh, the movie Boy Meets Girl 
I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. Tiny, in, in, uh, uh, basically indie movie. Um, starring a trans person playing a trans role. <gasps> um, so you can see that yeah. in my, my experience of, of media, I didn't really have a lot of actually good stuff to go from. I, I have a couple of examples. So Brooklyn Nine-Nine, fantastic <laughs> with its its non-straight representation. There's mm. like gay and bisexual representation that both done really well. But on top of that... Uh, Krem in Dragon Age Inquisition still stands out as a really well-handled uh, trans man character, and I still absolutely love the handling of Loop in the Adventure Zone. Yeah, I think the the good good boys did a, a very good good job on that. Yeah, they got their terminology right. They mm-hmm. acknowledged it once up front to be like, yeah, this character is trans, then just let her be a fucking badass. And she is a fucking badass. Oh, she is a fucking badass. Quite inspirational. And, and, and I think that helps that they, I, I believe they spoke to some trans people. Indeed so, they so did. Ask about that. They, they got their, like, when they introduced the character, they were like, hey, just to let you know, this character's a trans woman. They were, like, assigned male at birth, but they are female. That's all that needed to be said of it. It was, it was awesome. Oh. Well, um, M wants to know, do we have any advice for someone one day away from surgery? Ooh, um, give yourself more time than you think you need to to rest and recover. Don't force yourself to get up and get moving and get doing things. Mm. Just let yourself rest. Let your body have time to heal, because if you rush, you're just going to do damage and end up back in the hospital. Yeah, you don't want to tear a stitch. Um, yeah. Like, um, a friend of mine had uh, top surgery last year, mm. and he f- wanted to immediately get back to the bodybuilding he'd been doing for years. <laughs> Um, and he tore all his stitches and took something like an extra six months to heal and yeah. was considerably worse off for it. Just listen to your body and let yourself rest. Yes, and and do not underestimate how fucked you're going to be after general anaesthetic because those things mess with you for quite a lot longer than you expect. They do. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's it. If, you, if you've got someone to look after you, for all the better. And, yeah. and it's, it, it, as hard as it is, as someone <laughs> yeah. yeah, I look, I, I know can, can I'm I t- wrong. Can I tell that story? You're most welcome to tell that uh, story. So Jane was recovering from surgery, and I came around for like a couple of weeks to, to just look after her, do like meals and stuff. And, and fall in love. Oh. And <laughs> um, one day, like, I went out to go do the food shop, because obviously you couldn't get to the shop. And I came back. <laughs> Walked down the stairs. I, I got back, and you'd remade the bed. Yes, and then I was virtually asleep in it, because I yeah, couldn't you, do you, anything. You couldn't do, like, you crashed out for, like, half a day, for, like, 12 hours. I'm like... Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. You should have rested. I'm <laughs> not a good patient. No, you weren't. <laughs> Look, I've, I've had to be self-reliant for most of my life. Oh, Putting I... myself in somebody else's hands is quite oh, I'm, difficult. I'm in mentally. the same position as you. I did not like being reliant on other people when I was recovering, but I'm still going to criticise you for it. <laughs> and, and I am going to suggest that other people should also take that. Yeah, don't do what Jane did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't don't send someone out of your house just so you can do some housework. That's not why I sent you out. We needed food. I know, I know. Uh, Matthew Hudson would like to know Claire A, Leon B, or Leon A, Claire B. I think this is a Resident Evil Two question. Um. Uh. I. I. Mm. Leon is best. Leon is 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 best. We'll take Laura's answer, because I think I, my answer will upset everybody. Yeah, Father Claire. 
I didn't like Resident Evil Two at all. Oh. I'm it, was not, the, it was the first one. I, it was the first one I played. I I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't really Isn't like it? it. It was Resident, too hard. Resident Evil Two is my least favorite Resident Evil, but of the characters, I prefer Leon. Uh, I didn't like the main logic of the puzzles. Yeah. I, did, I didn't understand why everything had to be like. Um, was it chess related? Chess yeah, pieces to my doors. I I'm I'm in agreement with you on all of these things. But if I have to pick a character, Leon's better. And and also, it took me maybe a decade and working my way through Silent Hill 4 to finally understand how survival horror is supposed to work in that you don't just gun down everything you see. No. Because before that, everything I'd played was, you shoot everything. Yeah, there is a learning curve to like, oh, if you can sneak past something without wasting ammo, maybe do that. Although, uh, like... Resident Evil 3, which came, what, a year later or a couple of years later? Resident Evil 3, I loved. Although I did nearly have a heart attack playing it. (laughs) It was four o'clock in the morning, we hadn't had any sleep, and and we had sat there all night working our way through Resident Evil, and um, uh, I I just had to pause it, and everyone was like, are you okay? I was like, um, my heart is going 19 several thousand to the dozen. Uh, I'm not not feeling too good right now, so I'm just gonna stop. To be fair, I was high as a kite. So on life, yeah. <laughs> pa- past me was a uh, a dodgy one. So <laughs> anyway, next question. Final question. Yay! There we go. Oh no, it's not. It's not. Um, we will do. No, that's not. Sars. It's okay. Okay. Um. Jenny Artorias, if you woke up in a D&D setting, what races and class would you like to be and why? I like elves because they're basically humans, but they get to live longer. That's that's all right. Go with that. Are you elvish? And what, what role? Uh, gotta be, uh, be some kind of wizard because they get all the cool shit. Nice. Yeah. Could turn invisible, teleport, all that shit. Mm. What about you? Um, my, I would be myself in certain fan fiction. I would be um, Ellie, the, the halfling um, fighter. <laughs> See, this is the problem: is I have too many D and D characters now. I can't just go. Oh, I'll be my D and D character. Oh no, I have many children in the D and D world. I've only had a chance to be be one D and D character, and I only got to play her for um, one. I got I got to play her for the for the goblin's feet. And then I briefly inserted her into one episode of Polyamory that no one else has ever heard. What? Oh, so you did. She was she was awesome. My Indeed. little my little Cockney halfling rogue. No, we bite your face off soon as left at you. <laughs> um, Becky Toothill, who was. The one I was like, hi, Becky. Oh, you said and hi. Was... Yeah, when you said yeah. hi to Becky in the yeah. Twitch chat. Hi, Becky. Yeah. Uh, you meet a pixie. It says it will grant you a wish. However, after you make it, you must roll a d20. If you roll a one, the opposite comes true. Do you make a wish? And if so, what for? Huh. Do you want to have a ponder on that while I give my answer? Yeah, give your answer. Okay. I thought about this. Probably for considerably longer than I should have done. <laughs> while, while, you know, supposedly doing other things today. Um, I'm willing to bet one in 20 uh, for my wish. Uh, my wish was that a hu- uh, I, I would wish that human beings had no capacity for b- bigotry um, and embraced each other's differences in a loving and positive way. 
I think for a one in twenty chance that the the that the opposite of that might happen. Well, here's the thing. If I think it's op- worth a really If the opposite happens, the opposite is that humans it remains do exactly have a capacity. Yeah, which is exactly how it is already. We have a capacity for that. So yep. I think you found don't... the loophole. You found the loophole there. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess in my mind it would be much, much worse. No, I think you worded your question correctly and we would have the status quo if okay. you failed. So it would be nothing or... Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, 95% improvement and 5% status quo. I think you nailed this. Okay, so what do you got? I'm I'm going with yours. You you cracked <laughs> you cracked the quiz. There you go. Um we did have one other question, but we've technically already answered it. Sun wants to know, do you have a favourite dessert? Yes, my vegan chocolate cheesecake. Vegan chocolate cheesecake. It's very good. It's very, very it's good. Very, very good. Is that is that it for questions? All of the questions. Well, mm-hmm. it's time for bed, hun. Then it's time for bed. Except it's not because we got to record the skits still. <gasps> Spoiling the the, the, the the mystery, the mystery, the secret. <laughs> is, is, is for you listening. I'm about to go to bed. I'm very sleepy. Yeah, yeah from 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 chronologically in the way the listener is listening. I will literally be tucking you in the way I pretended to at the beginning of the story. And I will try and come up with a slightly better bedtime story. Or I'll just leave you to go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> do you know what I want to see? What do you want to see? I want to see Brushel Justice Warriors. Oh, you're doing it, are you? Oh, I'm not too bad, Larry. Uh, yeah. I'm good, you're doing good, Barry Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah So, yeah. It, it's Pride Month this month It is, it is Pride Month I've, I've seen a bunch of stuff going around It's had me uh, want to get up on my soapbox again Good, as, good as I do, as I Yeah, do. get it off so I've seen a bunch of people And this has sort of popped out You know, it's been a thing in the past But it's sort of wrapped up a bit this year People saying that Asexual people and agender people aren't welcome at Pride, and it's uh, why the bloody hell not? Oh, I know it's a bit ridiculous. I've seen the, I've seen it this year made arguments for like for bisexual people not being welcome. What? I know. Is so? Is it because they're quote unquote straight to passing? passing. Yeah, which is Fuck this? Off with that shit. I oh, know oh, it's ridiculous. Uh, I, I, here's the thing: we could go into a bunch of arguments about why these, why you know. The, the for and against of all this, but simply put, if you're asexual or agender or bisexual, you pro- you probably don't see your sexuality or gender identity or whatever, you know, acknowledged or respected or seen as a valid thing in society. Then you're welcome at Pride. Like I don't see what's so tough about that. Well, I think that firstly the people that are gatekeeping this oh, need God, to take yeah. a look at themselves and see. Hey, there are people of a, a oppressed uh, gender identity or um, uh, sexuality, and you know those. If if they are a, a minority group, and you are screaming the sort of things that people might scream at you for, say being uh, queer or trans or or whatever part of the the community that you feel does quote unquote belong at Pride. Then, then oh. you know, you, you look at yourself, assess what you're doing, and understand that what you're doing is is exactly the same thing that you are trying to stop people exactly. doing to you by being a bride. Also, important sort of side note while we're yeah. talking about pride stuff is, don't be the kind of person that polices people at a pride parade and goes, "Oh, you're not meant to be here. This isn't for you." 
First of all, if you see what appears to be a uh, a straight couple, it's entirely possible that they are bisexual people. It's entirely possible that one of them is trans and is not feeling comfortable to present themselves how they would like to. There could be a thousand different reasons they why. They might be trans and you might not know that one of them is trans. Exactly. Like This is my point. Is like There could be a thousand and one reasons that those people are perfectly like... The demographic for Pride. Don't don't go around Pride and assume that you know better than the people who've come to Pride. You know, that you, you think you know better than them about whether they deserve to be there. Exactly. Also, there are plenty of young people that will go to Pride that might need straight parents to, to go with them to look after them. There might be, you know, queer or, or trans or whatever type of people there that, uh, again, it might be their first Pride that and they've, they've asked a straight friend to come with them for support. And just because they happen to be holding hands in a, in a platonic, uh, caring fashion, you, you might assume that that makes them a straight couple. For whatever reason, that's not necessarily the case. So yeah. let's uh, cut back on the fucking gatekeeping and just accept that uh, as long as we're all there pulling in the same direction and we're not cops, then I think <laughs> we're all right. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. Now, I need to get, finish getting my outfit ready because we're going to light a bunch of prides in a row. It's got to be great. Yeah, we've got three prizes this month. It's going to be all. Yeah. <laughs> Should we do self-promotion? Self-promotion? Where are you? Oh, promotion. Um, yeah, I am stonemonkeyradio.blog, where I recently put up some quite scathing news about the uh, the Valve thing. Um, also, Maniac Janiac on Twitter and YouTube, and hopefully I'll be getting some streaming up there soon. And I am also Janius Magnet on SoundCloud, where you might be listening to this. Where are you? You can find me at Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Laura K. Buzz on YouTube, which is where you can see us playing uh, Clank, the, the, the Mummy's Curse. Heck yeah. Uh, I'm also on Kotaku Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, or considerably different hours over E3. Uh, you can find me on Dice Funk, a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition real play podcast. Uh, I'm on seasons 3 and 4. Every season is a self contained story. I think that's it. I think that is it. Hold it's on. on. You asleep. Go to bed now. Okay, good night, and until next time, be a stranger. You did it. You did it. Your Um, baby, we did it.